to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. And I'm your other host, DM Neil, aka Jote Moniac. And today we are going to be talking about another article that I have found that I thought would be a really it's interesting a good conversation. One. It's a good just one. Because Sometimes I feel like I come across an article where it's like, this is a conversation that I have had to have as a DM. And you're already saying yes, which means inevitably every DM (laughs) is about to have this conversation at one point Mm -hmm. or another. And I haven't titled the episode yet, so we can definitely figure that out as we go. Okay. Let's see. So today's article is entitled... I always think it's funny. It has to be 10. It can't it be It has eight. to be 10. No, certain, no, it certainly must can't be, be 10. Top 10, Neil. <laughs> and never 11. Never. Never. Never up to uh, 11. 10 Dungeons & Dragons monsters we want as playable racers. <gasps> and we're back yeah. to another article from CBR.com and Paul DeSalvo. All right, Paul, let's see what you got. I I do deeply relate, though, when you were saying, like, I have had many conversations with players that they're like, um, can I be this? Or like, I just want to be a ghost. And you're like, ah, all right. So it's true. It's out there. So let's do it. Let's see. Let's see what Paul thinks. So and we're also making the assumption I after looking through this list, I I don't necessarily feel like it's an ordered list. It's just, you know, you you do the 10 to 1 thing. Yeah. things i have i have a couple in mind at, i'll save for the end of okay. things i wish were playable races Ooh, additional ones okay. oh yeah yeah so so number 10 we have the lamia ah uh, cool so how do what's your first thought when you hear that like if i was i guess that's a good framing device i've come to you and yeah. i've said this is the race i would like to use yeah yeah uh, so lamias yeah are they're interesting because they're basically sphinxes, but they're like a lower powered version of a sphinx. So for listeners out there, you're probably more familiar with a sphinx. But Paul in this, you know, I had never actually thought of this one before. That was kind of a surprise. But Paul in the article is like, hey, listen, we already have the centaur in mm-hmm. 5e. So we kind of have rules already established for these, you know, six limbed half human half animal creatures so i was like why not why not make this so i I thought that was cool and we also have you know a leonin from mythic odysseys of theris or you know we have our line people from the ultimate guide to hair that neil and i wrote if you Mm -hmm. wanted to so i think this would be a good one um i wouldn't panic if a player came up to me and asked this because i feel like we could we could nail this and give yeah. them some some kind of cool like riddle trait. I feel like we oh need to gosh. do. We're the same. We're the same person. <laughs> Great. Uh, so that was my other thing. Is that like d- either some sort of advantage on anything that could be considered a puzzle or yeah. riddle, or yeah. just straight up like that doesn't work. Especially if it's just a raw riddle. Like, yeah. and you would need to place that. And so that that would be an actual benefit to them. Yeah. But yeah, that was my same thought. Yeah, it would be so cool. You could give them like a like a mystifying speech, like feature or something where they can confuse, you know, uh, people with something they say. Uh, that would be that would be super fun. And it would, the the ability would clearly be titled "Riddle Me This." Riddle me this. Yes. Yes. Obviously. Um, Okay. Oh boy, number nine. Uh, number nine, the Kuatoa. Oh, oh, that's weird. Uh, so Kuatoa are very odd-looking fish people that live in the Underdark, and they also have some weird lore where, basically, at some point, 
their their whole race was like subjugated and their gods were like taken away and they all like went mad for lack of a better word so there's some rough lore going on um yeah and and then the term i like to use is it's very much the freddy krueger principle that everyone believes enough so then they have basically willed a god into existence collectively um so that's you know paul brings it up here and it would be there was my immediate thought as well was you have to have some reason why that is broken because having a character that has the collective consciousness of an entire race is probably a a rough go yeah it's a lot i mean you have a lot of i mean you can watch some star trek see how anyone removes themselves from the borg and just kind of call it from there yeah yeah it'd be my thingy that i cannot decide is if i would really want them to play a religious based rate or class yeah or not right like would i want them to lean paladin cleric druid or would they shy away from that yeah they, i mean they'd probably want to get away from it right if that's like why they're leaving the yeah. collective and i think the name i'm gonna butcher this but i believe the name of their god is queen buddha do buddha do loop oh yes yes or something yep. something like amazing it kind of said, yeah, queen kind of sounds like drowning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, something. Um, yeah, this would be weird. This would be super weird. They also look super weird. And that's that's always fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's certainly one that you would have to, like, you're going to play into it because it is pretty much a fish, a standard, fish. what you think of fish yeah. head with, with a legs, humanoid yeah. body. Yeah, legs and arms. Yeah. Hmm. I definitely give them a bite attack based on their oh, like yeah. face. They're, they've got a lot of big jagged teeth, so some kind of like piranha latch attack. But yeah, and, and then of course you get a, a, t- a ton of fun things with you know breathing underwater, mm-hmm. having a swim mm-hmm. speed, going down that that road as well. Oh, all right, okay. I I wonder who the player was that was like, "This is what I want." <laughs> but yes, oh boy. Ah. Oh boy. All right, what's the next one, Neil? Okay, I'm ready. <gasps> ready. Well, so you're going to present this one to me. Oh, okay. Because you have a big reaction. it is reaction. the half dragon. Yes, it is the half dragon. Yes, and my answer is no. Absolutely not. Absolutely I don't not. want to be part of it because I have terrible experiences from previous campaigns. And I want no part of this. Making dragons? Why? What happened? No, so, no, buddy played a half dragon. Yeah. It was, it was half dragon all bad. Oh, geez. Is easily how I would describe that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, it's it's powerful. Definitely powerful for sure. I don't, because one of the biggest, the stumbling blocks with this idea is why is that different than a dragonborn? And I mean, in lore, you know, dragonborn aren't actually like descended or related exactly. you know, to dragons. But yeah, as a player, like why? I guess if you want that experience, you want the connection to the dragons, you could just play a dragonborn and write that in. But I get it. I mean, dragonborn aren't the best mechanical class option mm-hmm. that exists. So I can see why a player would do this, but I'd probably just work to make a basic dragonborn better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would. Exactly. I would most likely reflavor the dragonborn because one of the big, the two big lore based additions I can think of is one, like the appearance of the image that is provided is copy paste a dragon head onto something. Yes. Else. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It feels like a dragon's head on a human on a body. human body. Yeah. The other thing I would think of is 
having it be really long lived. Yeah. So then some of the personalities start to take on more draconic traits because they're thinking in centuries rather than decades. Yeah. But and also I would make them hoard something like they would just collect something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be really fun. too. They have. Oh, I would love that on the basic like character traits or something. It's like, what are you obsessed with collecting? <laughs> and it's like, you know, tiny yes. figurines, like, you know, gemstone yep. goblets. Like, oh, that'd be great. That'd be that'd be just super fun for a rogue uh, being one of these. Yeah. Stuff that hits hits home for for uh like dd players like dice like mm-hmm. obviously they collect dice. <laughs> they, they dice. just have a mound of dice that they're, <laughs> you all know you're guilty because I, mean, I do <laughs> yeah you I do. do i do uh-huh. we all do exactly the shiny it's rugs just, it's just the call out table yeah this is mm-hmm. the shiny rugs table number what's the next one neil <laughs> for number seven i would like my next character to be a null a null hyena people very cool yeah. Huge hyena people. Yeah, huge. Yeah, brutal. Um, or not 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 inherently, but a lot of a lot of girls yeah. are very scary uh in, in lore as written. I do know that I mean, I, I I think a lot of third party companies have at least made Knoll an option. I know Cobalt yeah. Press has taken on a few versions of the Knoll. But yeah, this seems like a good a good fit, and I can totally understand and see folks wanting to be a Knoll. Yeah. I feel and, and you definitely have to you you have to walk some of the same narrative lines as the Kuatoa because yeah. inherently most gnolls are with the extremely chaotic evil deity that they all go towards. Yeah. So unless that's the campaign. Yeah, yeah. So I you definitely and that I mean that's an interesting character story always. It's like why is this gnoll not part of this this culture that is, you know, so so prevalent, uh, at least in the Forgotten Realms, or you know, um, I, it would be cool. I mean, if you're doing like a, you know, an Africa style or based campaign or something that touches on you know cultural lore, there. I mean, gnolls could just be, you know, the people who live <laughs> in the area, because yeah, a lot like Tabaxi's, you know, they do have those those animal influences, and I can see these being fun because it's kind of like playing a dog. It's like kind of being like a dog person, which is the yep. same appeal as, you know, being a cat person with a tabaxi. I also think of um, what if they were they still had a connection to let's try it. Um, oh, boy, I, I wasn't even going to try and pronounce it. <laughs> y- Yinogu. Yinogu, yeah. And what if they were a warlock and that was their patron? Ooh, Ooh so they're brutal. Still, they're still, yeah. still tapping into that, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that they are chaotic evil right. or anything like that, right. but it still ties back to that inherent lore. Yeah, it's also, you know, the 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 story of like the the Punisher or, you know, the Avenger or whatever. It's like if I only, you know, give you the blood of evil creatures, like that that can totally be a lawful good null that still worships Unicode. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Using uh, the power for something else. Yep. Yep. Cool. Good pick. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Number six. So we have uh, Darkling, which is cool. Um, Darklings are a cursed race of fae, which appeals to me in a lot of ways. I love fae. I think they're great. Uh, we don't have enough of them. And the Darklings are really cool. It's they're, They've got a lot of mysterious lore going on. Like nobody really knows why they were cursed, but now they basically they can't be in the sun. So they're kind of, 
you know, shoved underground and very, very like the the mischievous tales of trolls and other malicious types of fae that you see in like Gaelic um, mythology. So that was cool. That was cool. What do yeah. you think? I I mean, as long as you have a campaign that, that can tailor to that yeah. or you're having to, to move away from that lore that's there. I mean, I would want to. That, that, that would probably be my thing. If you had an entire Underdark campaign where you have a Darkling, you have a, a Dwerger and a Drow and 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 a Mykonid, um coming up with, with all these ideas. Also, like, I, I mean, I pulled up the monster stat block just to see, like, oh, okay, what are, what are some of the iconic things that are in here that I could possibly move to? Okay, I know. Wait, no, I can't do that because that just happens when they die. Yeah, the so, death flash ability, yeah. which is so cool. Well, no, I would have it where a lesser version when they're damaged, potentially. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so for those not familiar, death flash, when you kill a Darkling, when they're reduced to zero HP, they explode um, and deal a bunch of like radiant damage, which is a fun little kicker. So, yeah, yeah. I would think maybe if you take a certain amount of damage in one instance like maybe that could trigger so it's like a, a lash out kind of ability that would be pretty cool yeah and i know there's been a move to to use certain resources different ways yeah. now that you know fifth edition has started to get a little longer in the tooth i feel like over time using the proficiency bonus more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which always seemed like a, a fun dial to turn um the other one is um leveraging the hit dice yes you know when you when you take a short rest you can use your hit dice um that would be another thing that i would think about because then you have a scaling ability where could they use their hit dice Mm -hmm. when they're Mm -hmm. hit they could spend a hit die to um yeah cast out some radiant damage because they have an open wound kind of thing that'd be very cool i i would be really interested in playing a darkling so this is great this is great great pick i however (laughs) so we didn't think about it this is just off the cuff of like, oh, we'll just go back and forth. I'm super excited because I 100% would love to play a fire yes. for my next character. Yes! I I love... Holy cow. I love the fire newts. Their art is so cute and kind of derpy and their text, they're so intense um, in the lore next to this like cool art and it's... Oh my God. Ooh. They're so... Yes. Extremely Yes. Oh my gosh. And I mean this one's much easier. I just I could just spit fire. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm a being of fire because they are elemental creatures from the plane of fire that worship uh Imex, who's the elemental prince of fire. So extremely cool. And they're like a martial race that's all about, you know, getting in there and taking over the world. So oh, this would be fun. This would be a lot of fun to have in a party. <laughs> So good. Yeah. Everything about it. They're so yeah. cute. They're so Definitely cute. look up the art for Fire New. Yeah. It is, it's, it is wonderful. It's adorable. Uh, I, I I was on some kind of interview or something and they threw like a random question at me and they're like, what is your favorite D&D monster? Or what, what would you like to meet in real life? I think what D&D monster. And I mean, I said Fire New. It just was the first thing that came to my mind of all the things. That's uh, so good. <laughs> so, You're not wrong. Oh, they're so cool. Okay. Oh, boy. Next one. Oh, okay. This is intense. So for number four, uh, Mind Flayer. Ooh. Yeah. How, how? I mean. I If you're playing an evil campaign, I think. Yeah. Cool. I don't see how you could. 
I, I mean, of course you can make any any character, you know, good. Um, no, people aren't inherently evil. Creatures aren't inherently evil. But, like, the fact that you have to eat humanoid brains to live. And it's not like, like, you can kind of get away with, like, a vampire concept, right? Because you don't have to, like, kill people to drink blood or whatever. But yeah. there's no not killing people to eat as a mind flayer. Yeah, I mean, you can watch iZombie. Yeah, I guess, I guess, you, uh, yep. So you have the morgue, you have your, your yeah. mortician mind flayer. I mean, that's an option, I guess. Yeah, uh, the, this is the first time it's come to my brain and it could definitely work backwards to apply to other things. I remember the third edition days where for certain races you had a level adjustment. Yeah. <clears throat> so the level adjustment would basically take into, take into the equation how much power are you mm-hmm. gaining from selecting this race right so a mind flayer would easily be like a three level adjustment yeah so if you started a party of fourth level characters everyone let's say everyone else chooses human they have four levels mm-hmm. of fighter wizard so on the mind flayer would be a mind flayer with one, one level, level of, of their, their class yeah oh yeah short of that i don't know what you would do with that to make it still feel like the mind flayer yeah i mean maybe if there was some kind of situation where like the mind flayer one because also we're again we're dealing with like colony like hive mind situations so one you'd have to deal with why is this mind flayer cut off from the collective right that they serve and then two would be something about their physiology would have to be altered so they could survive in other ways or so maybe there is something like a, a mind flayer you know that that was experimented on or that like you know, saved themselves from this by cutting off a certain circuit or, or something to, like, deconnect their psychic powers. That That's, like, something... I can see that happening, but I think it'd be hard. Um, it'd be, it, this would be really hard. If a player came to me and said, I want to be a mind flayer, I would also be slightly concerned. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. Like, okay, tell me more. Okay. Cause... They're probably the most notorious, like, bad guys in all of D&D, so... Maybe other than beholders, so it'd be tough. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. I, um, I commend you. I'm sure we could figure out something, but it'd be tough. So this one, I 100 percent would want to. Play. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would love to be a skeleton. That would be for so. My next character. <laughs> yes. Uh, I gosh, yes. So much comedy, I think, would come from this. And also, I mean, we see this trope a lot in fantasy, you know, cartoons or shows or games. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, being a skeleton sidekick walking around yeah um gosh well and there's some interesting you know choices here is it a a wizard whose necromancy spell went wrong Mm -hmm. or you've been cursed by a warlock or is it something that is more akin to a warforged than anything else yeah like you were made for a purpose Mm -hmm. and then and maybe you don't even know maybe yeah this necromancer came along ordered you to guard the dungeon and then that dude died and now you're like what what? what do I do now? Yeah. 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 I'm just free to roam the land. Yeah. I'm, I'm alive forever, sort of. What do I do now? Yeah. That'd be fun. And also just the interactions with the world and NPCs. That would be a lot of fun. And I think pretty easy to mechanically convert. So this is this is a good pick. Oh, yeah. And then you could, I mean, you could either have him heavily armored yeah. or someone that always wears a mask. Yeah. Or... You're like, what's up with that guy? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so the next one here we have for number two, Cambion. 
so a kind of devil. Yeah, I guess it's just it's kind of just like tiefling with wings is all I'm really getting. I know most a lot of people who play tieflings want wings. So I yeah. think this is kind of that hybrid thing. Yeah, because yeah. that's an option that they added. Was yeah. The wings was so. the wings. So I think that's pretty much covered. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think you would just you would choose again. I think it it, it falls more into the the reflavoring realm that the half dragon does compared yeah. to the dragonborn, the cambion compared to a tiefling. Is I think you just end up with this more much more direct connection to that lineage rather than um, either right. not being directly attached or it being somewhere farther down the line. Yeah, because a cambion is a direct like the child of a fiend and immortal. Yes. Uh so it's like right there, it's fresh whereas a tiefling it's like some point in the past, many generations ago, you know. Okay, I mean I get it. I get it. It's cool. It'd be an edge lord. Heck yeah, be a cambion. Uh, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Speaking, speaking of. Yes. I would like to play a vampire. Vampire. Ha, hell yeah. I mean this is yeah. Obviously, obviously, people want this. Um, and vampires are so powerful that it, yeah, it would definitely be hard to do. There's again, there have been some options out there. I think even wizards did this too. I know Cobalt Press did it first, but then the, the, like the Dampier, which is like yeah, half. the Dampier. Then Plane Shift into Car, Plane Shift Ixalan both have something. I'm trying to remember all the options available. Yeah, and then I think they just added it with the Van Richten stuff as well, the the Dampier, um, which is kind of, it's, you know, a better way, I think, to do that, especially if you are starting off at a lower tier. Like, you just yeah. can't be a vampire. And then also some of the restrictions, too, I feel like would really limit adventuring options. Yeah. Like, not being able to go into places. It's like, how are you going to storm the bad guy's castle when... You need an you invitation. Even, you <laughs> can't even go into the dungeon. You can't even go in there. And then, of course, you know, sunlight, running water. But again, I, I, I think if you w- wanted to make a cool supernatural style game and, you know, you had somebody who played a lich and somebody who played a ghost, this would be cool. Actually, um, Ghostfire Gaming has done a lot of really interesting stuff about player options if you do want to become like a vampire or you want to transform into like an aberration or they, I think they call them transformations. They're in their their player's handbook and they do cool stuff with that, but it is definitely geared towards higher level characters. But yeah, I mean, I get it. We all want to be cool, cool vampires. We all want to be what we do in the shadows all the time. Heck yeah. Just run around. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. I'll definitely do that. Yeah. The options, yeah. Yes. Okay. But that that leads us to what are some other races not on this list that we can think of that we would want to be? Yeah. I mean, from players, I've definitely heard like where where creatures mm-hmm. all the time of of all yeah. stripes and varieties everything from yeah. you know luguru to to werewolf to and of course you can get the curse and you can do the transformation but it would be nice to have a cleaner way to do that um mm. and they kind of have it with the shifter and they kind of have yeah. it with but it's i think a true like where where creature option would be really fun i i feel like players ask me for that a lot i think something like like animated armor kind of in the same vein of like skeletons i i love the idea you know living statues that kind of stuff would be okay yeah yeah very cool 
Yeah. Um, Because, you know, Warforged are a big mech sort of thing, but it's a little different if you're like, hi, I'm a Marvel statue that came to life. Like, that's that's fun. Well, so kind of in that vein, the other one I thought of was like an awakened tree. Yeah. Or something, you know, so then. I think Dryad would be a good one. Yeah. On that that same note. Or, oh, hags. Mm, Yes. That would be fun to be to be a hag. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not there. As much as Jer- Jeremy Crawford loves them, I'm surprised. Yeah, they're just they're too busy being the villains in every book, I guess. <laughs> oh, whoops, no shade thrown. Um, hmm. and then yeah, I think Ghost. I've I've said Ghost like eight times, and that would be a really yeah, good one. So, so there was so again back to third edition. Like there was Ghost yeah, Walk where Ghost I had yeah I had someone I gave them a couple classes or a couple levels in Ghost um as the way to like kind of play with that idea um because that's kind of how ghost walk did it where you were balancing ghost versus your normal levels and if you went too far one direction mainly in the ghost direction you were just like i'm a real ghost oh no (laughs) i can't touch anything yeah Yeah. to figure out there was like yeah there was a way to like roll back into and then level up the other class and then roll back into ghost and yeah go back and forth so so i was trying to think of other things because most of the things that we think of are like humanoid right i think that's just like it's hard not hard to not think to. of that way yeah. but i think of like what if i was just a, a dire wolf yeah as, as yeah a i mean it'd be a lot more <laughs> difficult but yeah or i think maybe like winter wolf would work better because you can talk i think yes. i think basically yeah. anything that can talk is kind of on the table since you need to be able to speak for spell casting um so a lot of options hinge on that but yeah uh, oh, Winter Wolf would be super cool. They are so strange. Oh, I would want Medusa. Yes. Medusa would be oh, an awesome ooh, one. Yep. Yeah, I did that for a player in my current campaign. I did, or wait, or whatever. I did it for a player where I did half Medusa. Ooh. So then, then that could, that kind of, you know, brought down, like, you know, you're, they're not going to petrify someone. Yeah. But they could also, like, lock them up and stun them a little bit instead like that was the the racial ability oh you know manticore would be also very cool yes oh that'd be fun yeah yeah always always having that that ranged attack yeah and you just be a weird my weird creepy face hi uh it would be super fun to do like an all monster party where you're all that's just that's just what you are hi (laughs) we we know that oh we know that it is ton of fun. but luckily we were all tiny monsters so we were um or small we were yes. all small uh so we were slightly more palatable than if you had a party of gigantic monsters yes. rolling up like hey and we're s- looking for work oh my god uh, oh no the other the other one that i thought of that goes back somewhat to the one you had brought up previously would be uh gargoyles yeah that'd be fun gargoyles would be cool yeah, I really, I think elementals of all kinds are cool. Fae of all kinds are really neat. I would be interested also in, they added a bunch of like the living spells. They introduced them in Rime of the Frost Maiden and carried on. That would be, yep. that would be really neat to to be conscious magic, you know, walking yeah. around in the world Oof. and dealing with that. And yeah. Yeah, you've already added the plasmoids. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. All things are possible. Uh yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a good list. We've we've got a lot of great options yep. on there. I'm ready. Let's all play weird, weird monsters. 
Agreed. Too many humans. Too out there. many humans. I'm a human. I don't want to play. Yeah. I don't want to play. Ah. I do that every day. <laughs> so with that, I say we have done it. And of course, if you liked what you heard here, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Leave us a rating and review because it helps us defeat the almighty algorithm. It does. It does. Let us slay the algorithm. Yeah. And of course, you know, if you want to reach out and tell us about, you know, any weird player races that you have invented or been forced to consider uh, <laughs> at your table, you can always <laughs> email us at dmnastics at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter at dmnastics, me at cconowich and Neil at joked Moniac. And for everything else on the network, you can always visit blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. And a huge thank you, as always, to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can find out more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. But with that, let's head to the post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. light bulb because today on the light bulb celeste you have something i do i do what is it that you have yeah so i don't have something specific but i have a specific type of item that i have recently been thinking about a lot as a storytelling device at my table and actually, this was sort of inspired by a new board game that I finally opened from PAX Unplugged nice. uh, that I got. So the, <laughs> the game itself, it's called Vanaguard, and it's made by the same people who do Fate of the Norns, which is a very cool Nordic-style uh, tabletop role-playing game where basically you play a Viking-style hero and you have to tell their story until death. Like, the game ends when you die and you have to set yourself up for a glorious death. But in that vein, they released a new game called Vanaguard, and one of the mechanics in this game is there's a huge deck of cards included in it. And the cards don't have any text or anything on them, but they have these beautiful illustrations on them of... of paintings and one of the mechanics is as you play different scenes of the game you lay down these cards and the players around you use them to inspire the setting or the encounter or the story basically what happens to them they interpret these cards so i wanted to recommend oracle decks for that same kind of style so if y'all aren't familiar oracle decks Similar to tarot decks, except they don't actually have like labels on them. They don't follow the standard archetypes. They are usually just really beautiful, uh, evocative, imaginative art pieces uh, that you can use and then kind of interpret however you would like. And there are tons and tons of Oracle decks out there available everywhere. And what's really cool is as more and more people are, you know, staying home, gaming from home, a lot of the Oracle decks are coming out now in digital files. So this is something you could mm -hmm. search around for on Etsy. There's a lot of beautiful Oracle decks out there. You can find something fantasy themed or something that really features people. And over the course of your game, you can go, bam, you know, here's the card that's going to inspire the session or this location or this encounter. That's good. I like that. So wait, how do you spell it? Because I'm having trouble finding it. The Vanaguard? Vanaguard. V-A-N-A-G-A-R-D is the name of this game. Ah. But yeah, it's it's really cool. So I love that mechanic. You know, it's they, they have like a little board and they have basic players. And you go to each of these locations. And when you get there... 
you all draw you draw one card from the deck and you work together to create the story of what happens based on what you see in the image. And the images are very surreal most of the time. Like I'm looking at one now. It's like a spider that's, you know, confronting like a deer in the forest. And the spider is made of metal and gem encrusted. And and a different one is this this swamp with these floating wisps of white moving through the trees. It's I, I feel like it's a really cool way to maybe even open a session or between sessions, just kind of build world build together uh, and see how your players or the characters interpret what they see i like it yeah because these look these look very cool yeah so so, i mean yeah oracle decks uh so go and yeah look around online there are hundreds and hundreds and they're all different sizes too so unlike tarot cards which are always the same amount of cards oracle decks can be anywhere from you know 30 to 80 cards all with different themes and some have sayings or wisdoms and it's very cool so take a look shop around get 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 your crew and oracle deck done and done and we'll have a link to some that you can look through and see if those are the ones that you just can't live without so with that though we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym before we go i want to implore you the listeners to join the forums the discord twitter and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges exercises and other amazing chat conversations being had <laughs> and to do that head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some diagnostics so your players don't ask do you even lift